Hi artists and art lovers! Welcome to episode number five in our season two of Princeton Makes podcast. Woo! I'm Zohar Lavihasson and today my guest is Marilyn Bessner. Hi Marilyn! Hi Zohar! We are recording from our lovely space at Princeton Makes and so this is the new thing that I do. I let my guest describe what Princeton Makes is. Can you tell us what Princeton Makes is so I don't get bored of saying... Oh, okay. Well, Princeton Makes is a co-op and right now I think we're over 40 artists um, and about 12 artists have their studios up here and then there are maybe five more artists who have their studios downstairs and then we also have this big selling space. Um, yeah, so I'm a relatively new to this co-op um, and I'm you know really happy to be here. Can you tell us what you do? What kind of art? Yeah I do pottery. I make uh, work out of clay and I work in my studio at home and um, I've been doing pottery for a very long time mm -hmm. like since I was a kid. Okay. Um, um, and I just want to say that Marilyn is, is the artist of the month of February. So her work is at a window and you're welcome to come and check it out. And she's going to have an artist talk, which we will tell you later when and where. Can you tell us a little bit uh, more how you started your work in pottery? So when I was a kid, I was just learning that there was pottery. And then, you know, as an adult, I took uh, adult classes at night at the local community center in Montreal, mm -hmm. where I'm from. Yeah. Um, it's called the Sadie Bronfman Center. And they had um, visiting artists who would come and do workshops. Uh -huh. So um, I actually worked there. Oh. I was the assistant to the curator in the gallery. Mm -hmm. And so I would know about when the workshops were coming up and I would sign up. Yeah. I learned you know, different techniques, or I just learned how to work in a studio, because mm -hmm. I never was in a studio before. Yeah. And just, you know, was fascinated by whatever I could make. Mm -hmm. So how old were you? <laughs> like 16. 16. When I was 16, I would be doing stone sculpture Oh. there, because mm -hmm. there was this really fantastic artist um, named Stanley Lewis, mm -hmm. who was um, teaching stone carving. Mm -hmm. It was fantastic. So nice. I, I loved doing that. Cool. Yeah. Um, and then? And then, so I went to art school. I went, I studied um, art history mm -hmm. and studio art. In Montreal? Art in Montreal yeah. at Concordia University. Mm. And so then I got a job at the Sadie Bronfman Center mm. at the gallery and I was working for the curator. So that's where I studied. I went and took night classes. Uh. And then after that, I, I had a friend who introduced me to another friend, and I became a partner in an art gallery. Oh, in, in Montreal. Montreal. Yeah, that was something that I wanted to do because I wanted to promote art. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be able to sell other people's art, and at the gallery was also a framing shop. Mm -hmm. So I learned how to um, make frames, and I learned woodworking. I learned how to hang lot of art on the walls and I learned how to interact with the artists and consider you know what they want to get out of an exhibition and that was when I was uh, 
assistant to the curator. Yeah. But then when I uh, was working in my own gallery, mm -hmm. it was also, um, you know, working with the artists to create, to, to make frames and pedestals and working with art consultants who mm -hmm. were buying art for corporations oh. and then framing for okay. a corporate setting, yeah. uh, framing for the gallery shows, you know, just sort of working in together with artists yeah. was interesting. Yeah. You and had, like, the relationships with, with yeah. them and trying to help. And them. also, like, learning woodworking yeah. was great. And framing. Yeah. Do you still do that? I don't have a table saw or anything, but I did make a table the other day, oh. like, with a friend who has a workshop. Really? At her home, yeah. That sounds good. I love working with my hands. Mm -hmm. I think that's the through line. Yeah. So like a lot of people here, you don't only do one ki kind of art. You do a lot. Yes. What else? You do wood and you do ceramics. I do stone, stone, wood, yeah. ceramics, cooking. Cooking. Cooking is another thing that All I get right. my hands into. Are we already getting to the, your cooking career or not yet? Well, you know, cooking was something that I started also when I was young. Mm -hmm. Not in an entrepreneurial way, but in a way that, you know, I wanted to do for my family. Mm -hmm. And so I became really good at making chocolate chip cookies <laughs> and potato pancakes. Mm -hmm. Everybody loves chocolate chip cookies and potato pancakes. Yeah. And so those were my specialties. That's like latkes. Yeah. Yeah. When I came to Princeton, which was when? Like 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. I was at home with my kids, and then, um, and I didn't have work papers. Yeah. But now oh. I do. Yeah, good. <laughs> um, uh, but I wanted to cook because I thought, you know, that would be a great thing. So um, a friend of mine hired me at the Holler Center. I was cooking there for a while. And then I thought, oh, I could uh, cook. I could make money cooking. So then um, with another artist who's here, Piroshka. Oh. She and I started a little business. I didn't know you did it with Piroshka. Yeah, making oh. strudels. Oh, strudels. <laughs> yeah, we made apple strudels. Oh, cool. Yeah, we, where, we, we were called the Moonlight Bakers. Really? Yes. So where did you make them? We worked in a commercial kitchen up in Skillman. Okay. And we met the person who owns Lily Pies, mm -hmm. and we met a bunch of other people there. And then... And where uh, did you sell these strudels? Oh yeah, so we sold them to Dina DeLuca, which mm. is like a food distribution. They, they have a food distribution business in like the center of the United States, and then they send oh. food out all over. Uh -huh. So we were selling to them. Okay. That was fun. That's great. Yeah. You know, it was like my first business in in the States. Yeah. And then uh, Piroshka and I decided that we wanted not to continue with that. Mm -hmm. But I think I wanted to continue learning about the food business. So I, I ended up taking a course in restaurant management. Oh. And then I was lucky enough to find a place to open in Lawrenceville. I opened uh, Wildflower Bakery. Mm -hmm. Which is a, a gluten-free gluten gluten vegetarian restaurant. In our restaurant and bakery in Lawrenceville. Yeah, it was a cafe, mm. a bakery cafe. I've never been there. That's very bad. <laughs> <laughs> but I knew about it. It was well. It's no longer in existence. Yes. 
Um, but How many years or was it? We okay. were there for 10 years. And did you feel that you were still making art when you were in this business? Well, you know, it was a business and it's not like working in a studio, but it is a creative business. Yes. I really enjoyed the research and development part, like of creating menus and figuring out how to make things gluten-free. Mm -hmm. So you were cooking there too, or you had cooks or chefs? I had cooks and I cooked. And you cooked? Yeah. Was it very hard, like they say about business, like restaurant that you open and it's like crazy? Yeah, it is. It's, um, it's very hard to make money. Uh -huh. So, you know, it was good, f you know, it took a, it took a while to, to, to make money because it takes a lot of investment mm -hmm. of time and money. Yeah, this is when your kids were already yeah. older. Yeah, yeah, they were older. But, you know, and I learned a lot because I had never had employees, really. So all this good. time were you still making also other art, like pottery and Yeah, so sculpture. when we moved into our house, mm -hmm. we, bought, we bought a house in Princeton, yeah. and there was a garage. Yeah. And it wasn't wasn't like, you know, living in a in Montreal where you need a garage where you, you know, there's lots and lots of snow yeah. and it's cold. Yeah. Here, the, I didn't think we needed a garage. Uh -huh. So, I said that space is going to be my studio. Yeah. So, I um, made it into my studio. It's a lovely studio. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> lots of uh, red clay. Yeah. So with pottery, you, right now you make pottery, right? Can you talk about your process of making a little bit? Um, so I make uh, functional pottery. I made a hundred and something kiddish cups, uh -huh. goblets, yeah. for my daughter's bat mitzvahs. Oh. I did like a hundred and something for, the fir for Lottie's bat mitzvah and then hundred and something for Martine's bat mitzvah. Uh -huh. So they're all spread out through Princeton and... Right. Ah, so everybody got their own. Everybody got oh, their own. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. It was fun to do. A lot of work. A lot of work. <laughs> nice. But fun. Yeah. And what, what other kind of things do you make? And I make um, baking dishes. Mm -hmm. I, I make pies in them. I make serving dishes, cups, mugs, Do you bowls. know... Like why you like making these fun functional dishes? Well, um, I love cooking mm -hmm. and I love um, serving people yeah. at home. Yeah. And uh, it just makes things more lively, Yeah. I think, on the table. Mm -hmm. I love it. And you also sell them here at Princeton Makes? I am trying to sell them at Princeton Makes. How's it going? Um, uh, you know, it's going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> we are both uh, ceramic artists. Yeah. Uh, our our tables are next to each other. Mm -hmm. And yeah, yeah. It's, it's so nice to have to know that people have your things in their houses, right? It is nice. Like and that. also, like I get to learn from you about scrivido. I don't. Oh. I never knew about scrivido. Mm -hmm. And I get um, to learn from you a lot. Yeah. So <laughs> that's like another great thing of being in right. this. And Elizabeth. Yeah. You know what I forgot to ask you? How did you get to Princeton Makes? Well, Jim yeah. is a friend, mm -hmm. and he was helping me out at the cafe uh -huh. before he opened this place. Uh -huh. And um, he was helping me with some business ideas. Uh -huh. And then he said, you know, like, I have this business idea. 
And, um, you know, I thought, wow, that sounds pretty interesting. So um, I had it in the back of my mind. Yeah. And it, it has already been in existence for two years when I joined. Yeah. And I was uh, happy to join and felt very welcome. Yeah. Did you miss making pottery when you were, or you were also I, I would make a little bit here and there. Yeah. And now I have a real mission to mm -hmm. learn and perfect and try new things and, you know, get better and better and better. So you're just doing pottery except for the table. You are really focused on pottery now. Yeah, pottery. Oh, I still put pottery and my life involves cooking okay. and That's always traveling and seeing how other people cook and work, mm -hmm. make ceramics. Mm -hmm. Let's talk a little bit about how it is to make, uh, you know, pots and functional items because I don't think a lot of people know what it involves, and it involves a lot. It does involve a lot, um, especially when, uh, it, at this stage, I'm making a lot of shapes and then deciding I don't think I like that shape, so I let the clay dry and then I have to, and then I re reconstitute it in yeah. water. And then I dry it out again, and I wedge it. That's, and um, so it's a lot. Mm -hmm. um, so what do you mean you're making shapes? What do you decide? How do you plan your shapes, or you just like oh, let me make and see what happens? I keep trying to get better at my technique, like making ah. bigger bowls, and yeah. you know, what because working with more clay is a little bit more demanding. Yeah, and also learning how to um, structure. Mm -hmm. A larger piece yeah. is different from working on a smaller piece. Right. And, uh, and I'm also challenging myself to, um, to, to do things that are different. Like there's um, an artist um, named Betty Woodman, mm -hmm. who is not alive any longer, but um, she has beautiful pieces. One piece is called Pillow Pitcher. Uh-huh. And... Um, she makes, I, I figured out, because I've seen pictures, but she makes these tall cylinders. Yeah. And then, because you can see the throw marks. Yeah. Like you can see the... That she's made. made and up. then she turns it on its side, mm -hmm. closes the ends, yeah. the top and bottom, and so it looks like a pillow. Uh-huh. And then she'll add the neck of the pitcher. Uh-huh. And the handle. Yeah. And it looks, re I just like the contrast between like the softness of a pillow yeah. and the hardness, the, s more the solidness of yeah. a piece of ceramic yeah. art. And we're going to put a link on the show notes so you can see. So I'm trying to figure how to work with that. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. I'm also yeah. learning new hand building techniques. Yeah. How do you learn from where? Um, so I joined this online group. Yeah. Um, where they have workshops like every month oh. and um, I can like be a member I'm allowed to look at those workshops anytime mm -hmm. so you make these uh, shapes some of them go to recycle. recycle some of them are continuing to what um, yeah well they they I haven't actually saved anything what do you yet. mean? You have tons of things here. Yes, yes, but the, like that pillow form, I haven't, I haven't ah, so gotten to a point that. where. But I'm just in general, making yeah. your 
process of making pots, mm -hmm. not this specific pillow thing. For here, I wanted to have some things that I thought would sell. Yeah. So I made like smaller bowls mm -hmm. and um, small like baking dishes and mm -hmm. things because I have bigger ones at home. But I think bigger things are harder to sell. They're more expensive. They're more expensive and also like not everybody has room right. for big things. Yes. People have room for little things or will imagine giving something to someone right. if it's smaller. Yeah. So you make the cap, yeah. then what do you do? Fire it? So so you make you make the shape. The shape. And then you have to wait for it to dry. Like it, this requires so much patience. Yes. Which I don't have a lot of. And many stages. And stages. Yes. And it's like you have to see it through all the way. So you, you make the form, then you wait for it to dry. How long? Then you, like a, a day? You know, like overnight. Overnight. And then I know you, that. I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm and then just you pretending. turn it over. Yeah. And you have to trim the bottom. Right. On the wheel. On the wheel. Mm -hmm. Then you might want to hand uh, put a handle on it, like oh, a, yeah. a mug. Which is also annoying. Yeah. You would have to have shaped the handle. Mm -hmm earlier yeah. so it has a chance to set and then you can put it on your leather hard piece yeah so they have to be exactly or almost exactly the same level of dryness yeah which yeah. is not very dry but not very wet right leather hard <laughs> leather hard leather hard and um slip and score yeah. the piece together yeah put the handle on and then um you know let it sit for a while then you have to like sand it down a little bit, get rid of bumps and yeah. imperfections, and then and then you put it in the in the kiln to fire for the first firing, the bisque firing. How long is that? And that's like you got to give it a day. So you, I I put it in at night sometimes, mm -hmm. and it goes it fires all night. The kiln fires all night, and yeah. then it's done in the morning. It takes like eight hours or so. Once it's out of the bisque fire then you have to glaze it yeah and so you have to get your glazes all ready and you have to decide what you're gonna how you're gonna glaze the piece and do you use um, a ready-made glaze or do you make your own glaze yeah i, I buy ready-made glazes mm -hmm. and um, i just actually took all my test tiles out because i was trying to see how the glazes look in combination with each other yeah so you have to do test tiles and you have to, you know, there's a lot of research that goes into yeah. it. And, um, you know, sometimes it works and sometimes it's like, doesn't work. Okay, so after you glaze, then you have to make sure that the bottoms are all clean. Of course, you didn't say wax. Okay. Yeah, and then <laughs> you put them, stuff. and then you have to take care of the shelves. The shelves. I have to grind those shelves. Oh my God. Like Every time? With a hammer and a chisel sometimes. Really? Get the glaze off Not of it. Not for my things. Not for, for my things. Okay. <laughs> and then put kiln wash yeah. on the shelf. Kiln wash, what's that? It's like um, paint, like oh, you, paint. you paint it on. Every time? No. No. But now I'm going to do this again. Mm -hmm. But it, it's maintenance. Yeah. You got to like keep everything right. in good shape. And then you have to put your pieces in and then fire again overnight much higher temperature uh, yeah like 10 times high, as high yeah or not Cone quite six. and then you open up the kiln and sometimes it's fantastic and sometimes it's 
Oh no, it's not what Your I sister. thought. Yeah. <laughs> and but then, but then sometimes, like, give it a day, or yeah. g give it a few days, and you can start to like it again. Sometimes. Yeah. 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 I'm involving my own feelings in this discussion. Yeah. No, yeah. it's true. Sometimes but you do. Yeah. Sometimes you hate it after a day. No. Sometimes you uh, get really frustrated, but you know, it's like you can start over. Yes, it's part of being doing pottery. I feel yeah. like you sometimes. Sometimes it breaks. Sometimes mm. it sucks. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's great. Yeah, but the difference between doing pottery and a painting is like in a painting you can paint over mm -hmm. something that you don't like. Right. But here it's like you do it. You invest all this time. And then it comes out, and you can't do anything else. That's also, a, I think, it's also an advantage because otherwise, when do you know that you're done? <laughs> like exactly. never. So what's next for you, Marilyn? So I I got an email the other day. Uh, somebody was interested in commissioning two dozen mugs. <gasps> That's amazing. Yeah, and they want me to like put words on them, which Ooh. I've never done, and I think I might want to like etch into like okay carve into yeah and put a color in there yeah. or something so i got to speak to you about yeah, yeah, yeah. how to do that so how did they hear about you they came here yeah to princeton makes yeah to princeton makes and they went uh, they saw the all the art in this place and yeah. they ended up at my table yeah and they liked my mugs cool so they um got in touch with me that's great yeah because i had my business card there that's smart yeah <laughs> Yeah. Great, so good luck. Yeah, thank it's you. It's fun. I love doing commissions just yeah. to know that I'm making someone for something yeah. for someone. All right, so let's move on to Ask the Artist. As you probably know, you are required to answer these questions in one word oh. or two. Okay. Yeah. So, ready? Sure. Okay. What is your favorite artist of all time? Ruth Asawa. I just saw her. Uh, an exhibition of her work in San Francisco. I was there like a little while ago and also in New York at the Whitney. She's a weaver, weaver. of metallic filament. All right, we're going to put a link to her yeah. uh, website or something yeah. on, on the show notes. All right, next question. What is your favorite material to create with? Clay, you know, cooking, I don't know. Uh -huh. What is the space that you feel the most creative in? Uh, kitchen. What music or podcast or soundtrack you like to listen to when you make? I was at a, a nightclub in Montreal and I used Shazam yeah. to try and figure out like what it was. And then I created a playlist from it. Uh -huh. And I don't know any of the music. It's just nightclub music, I guess. <laughs> what is your worst artistic nightmare? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> you don't have to. You can say pass. Yeah, pass. Okay. Thank you. Uh, what is the percentage of art making versus admin in your life? There's a much higher percentage of art making. Great numbers. Oh, I would say 80. Ooh. Uh, in one word, please describe how you feel when you create. Focused. I like that. Okay, uh, we are reaching the end of our episode, so I'm going to ask you for some promotional uh, things. When is your artist talk? February 22nd. 
at Princeton Makes. Yes. Uh, and can you say where people can find your work, if you have a website or Instagram? Um, at Mayor Besner Instagram. Okay, and you will also have a link to that yeah. in the show notes. And also, of course, at Princeton Makes. Of course. Yes. That's it. Thank you so much, Marilyn, thank for coming. You. Uh, thank you, uh, RD, for graphic design. Our theme music is by Renata Pugh. Uh, I'm Zohar Lavi Hassan, producing and hosting. If you have any questions or comments, please email us, princetonmakespodcast at gmail.com. And let us know if you would like to be added to our mailing list. Uh, we have a newsletter, which we send out uh, about twice a month. Yeah, come to the artist talk. Come to visit us. Uh, look at the art. You don't have to buy anything. Just come and say hi. Rate and share this podcast if you like it. We are located at the Princeton Shopping Center. We are open Thursday to Sunday from 10 to 6. And until next time, be creative, make art, not war. Mm -hmm.